Stefan Diggs did not participate in day one of Buffalo Bills mandatory minicamp, and things went ablaze from there. I'm going to try to make sense of it all today on Locked On Bills. You are Locked On Bills, your daily Buffalo Bills podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, Bills Mafia? It's Joe Marino, author of Go Bills and Buffalo's Run, also the co-host of the Lockdown NFL Scouting Podcast, and I'm your host of Lockdown Bills. Want to thank you for making Lockdown Bills your first listen every day, and a big welcome and shout out to our everydayers. You know who you are. Those of you who never miss a single episode, I appreciate y'all being here very, very much. I'd also like to invite you to subscribe or follow for free on YouTube or wherever you listen to podcasts. We're part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team, every day. Well, folks, our podcast yesterday was all about the top storylines and things to watch during mandatory Buffalo Bills minicamp. And the item that I was most interested in was Stefan Diggs and his attendance. And boy, oh boy, did that deliver in the biggest imaginable way. As we know, he did not participate in practice. And there's a lot to get into. And I'm going to do the best that I can to piece this together and make sense of it. I've listened to all of the press conferences today. Sean McDermott, Josh Allen, Von Miller twice. I've been glued to social media. I have a lot of notes to get into. I have some speculation. And we're going to try to work through this. We'll start by going through the narrative of what transpired on Tuesday. Then I want to get into what the problem could be. And then finally, we'll get to non-Stefan Diggs-related notes and nuggets from Bill's mandatory minicamp. So I'm going to do my best here. You know, this is this is weird stuff to get into. I prepared a lot. I have a lot of notes. I just hope that I can get to a point here where we can make sense of this. And so let's give it a try. So let's start on this narrative. Sean McDermott has his pre-practice press conference. And, of course, everybody wants to know if Stefan Diggs is there or not. And this is what Sean McDermott said. Steph is not here. Everybody is here at the current time. Sean was asked a follow-up question. How concerned are you about that? Sean McDermott said, very concerned. He continued, I respect everyone's questions, but I'm not going to get into it. That's everything that Sean McDermott said about Stefan Diggs. Steph is not here. Everybody is here at the current time. How concerned are you? Very concerned. I respect everyone's questions, but I'm not going to get into it. And I think, well, it's not that I think, I know. He didn't say a whole lot about it, but what triggered the entire day was Sean McDermott saying, Steph's not here, and saying that he's very concerned about it. But that in totality is everything that Sean McDermott said about Stefan Diggs. And so then speculation goes crazy, right? Well, what's going on here? What's the reason? Why isn't Stefan Diggs 
at practice. It's mandatory. Are things okay? Can they trade him? You know, it, it went from a nothing burger to, I mean, a bag full of burgers, I guess. I don't know. I couldn't come up with a great analogy there in the moment, but this went from zero to 100 very, very quick. And the next thing that happens is the Bills practice. And so you've got national insiders trying to find information, and we got some. The Bills put out some information. But really, it boiled down to, okay, well, Josh Allen's going to talk after practice, and that's the next guy up here in terms of trying to get some information. So during practice, the Bills informed the media that Stefan Diggs was at the team's facility yesterday on Monday and again on Tuesday morning, but left ahead of Tuesday's practice. Adam Schefter tweeted out, Stefan Diggs' agent said his client is in Buffalo, has been in Buffalo since yesterday morning, took his physical, met with the head coach and GM the past two days, and the Pro Bowl wide receiver, quote, will be there for the entirety of the minicamp. So then practice happened, and after practice, Josh Allen and Von Miller met with the media. And Josh Allen spoke to the media for a little over 11 minutes, and all of that time was spent talking about Stefan Diggs. And I listened to Josh twice. I took notes on it. And I think these are the important things that Josh Allen said about Stefan Diggs and the situation. And you could tell just by Josh's charisma, the way he was talking, that there was something inside of him about this, right? He was passionate about it. And he got up there and said, I know internally we're working on some things. It's not football related. Steph, he's my guy. I expletive love him. He's my brother. This does not work what we're doing here without him. I've got his back no matter what. I have no doubt that we will figure this out. I freaking love him. I can't stress that enough. There's things I can do better to help out with the process and get him here and back to being the Buffalo Bill that he's meant to be. Josh continued, he's a Buffalo Bill, and we're going to work it out. There's some things that could have gone better last year and didn't. As an organization, maybe not communicating the right way with everything. That feels significant. There's some things that could have gone better last year and didn't. As an organization, maybe not communicating the right way with everything. Josh continued, we're not playing a game tomorrow. This is minicamp. We have time to figure this out. He said they've had a regular amount of contact during the offseason, maybe a touch less, and did share that he went to his charity event in Maryland. Josh said, it is what it is right now. I'm not sweating it. We need to incorporate him better in what we're doing, and I have no doubt that we will. That's important. We need to incorporate him better in what we're doing, and I have no doubt that we will. File that one away. Does he want to be here? Yes. He was asked, Josh was asked, does Stefan Diggs' frustrations make sense to you? Josh said, it doesn't matter. You can't take them lightly. Josh continued, it has more to do with just, it has more to do with than just football. There's a football piece and stuff that happens due to football. 
He said it has to deal with teamwork more than anything. And as for the comment about Josh kind of making light of it, because I think that's one of the things that Josh tried to do throughout his session was really kind of take every, everyone down a little bit. And he was asked a question. He says, look, we hear you, but your head coach came out here and said he's very concerned. And Josh's response to that was, well, that's a typical reaction from a head coach, but I'm not going to worry about not getting four reps with him at a mini camp. Then Von Miller gets up on the podium, and Von is all positive all the time. I don't know if you guys picked that up in listening to Von Miller. He's positive about everything. And he said, I support Steph. It will get resolved. I wouldn't be here in Buffalo without Stefan Diggs. Everything will be good. I know it's a hot topic right now, but trust me on this one. It's not that serious. And he reiterated that Stefan Diggs wants to be in Buffalo. And so that's what we heard from McDermott, Allen, and Miller on the situation. And so in just a moment, we're going to kind of work through the rest of the narrative throughout the day, some more reports that came out. And I'm going to do my best to speculate on exactly what's going on here, what I think the root of the problem is. But first, I need to tell you all about FanDuel. You guys got to check it out. Because right now, new customers can get a no-sweat first bet up to $2,500. That's $2,500 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. And there's so much to love about betting over at FanDuel. They have great promotions every single day. It's a safe, secure, and easy-to-use app. You get paid instantly, and they have so much you can get in on. There's the Major League Baseball season, NFL win totals, NFL futures, end-of-year awards, Week one, odds are available. There's player props for rushing stats, passing stats, receiving stats. So check it all out. There is simply no better place to get in on all the playoff action and the sports action than America's number one sports book. So visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and get a no-sweat first bet up to $2,500. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. FanDuel, official sports betting partner of the NBA. All right, let's dive back into this narrative because as the day moved along, you start to hear from more of the national insiders, you get more information. So to this point, we hear from McDermott, there's practice, the Bills release some information. We hear from Josh Allen, we hear from Von Miller. Then we hear from the NFL on Fox. They put out a report and some quotes from Stefan Diggs' trainer, whose name is Myron Flowers. And this is a quote from Myron Flowers. He says, I don't know that he's upset with the coaches. I mean, there's a lot of frustration that goes with losing a game in the postseason. Flowers said what would be best is to have Diggs speak with McDermott and Brandon Bean. Diggs is focused on winning a Super Bowl and feels the organization took a step back last year. Another quote, because of the level of frustration and not knowing, I think it'd be good that he's there and they open up a conversation on what the plan is. What did you guys find out after evaluating last season to figure out what we needed to do? What do I need to do? A quote from Flowers kind of speaking on behalf of Stefan Diggs. That seems important. Josina Anderson, who's um, got a lot of intel, a lot of sources. She says, I'm told private talks have taken place for a while now between Stefan Diggs camp and the Bills. And there was an understanding that the sides are on the same page, thus why Sean McDermott's comments today caught some off guard. There's hope that the head coach will give a clarification soon. I'm told the nature of the private talks is not money-related. 
though the heart of the matter wasn't shared at this time. While a team source said Diggs left prior to practice today after previous meetings, the expectation is he's returning to the facility per source. That's good information, right? Then a few hours after practice, after Von Miller and Josh Allen spoke to the media, Mike Canalana said this. He said, I spoke with Stefan Diggs' agent. He told me Steph would show up for work tomorrow. His agent did not specify practice. He said he's seeking clarity in Sean McDermott's statement about being very concerned and that it implied Diggs didn't report today. So the further you get into this thing, the more you realize that there's some type of frustration from Stefan Diggs based on the way things finished last year, communication, getting on the same page, and then it feels like McDermott saying that he's very concerned about Steph Diggs not being at practice has really escalated this to a high level. I'm not sure McDermott said anything wrong. I mean, it's a mandatory practice and his star wide receiver is not there. I think that's something to be very concerned about. But I think if he had to do it again, he maybe he would have said, look, we're working through some things right now. I'm confident that we're getting on the same page. We want Steph here. Steph wants to be here. We just have some details to work out. And, um, you know, we look forward to seeing him back on the field soon. If he would have just said that instead of very concerned, are we even having this conversation right now? Sounds like that really escalated things. So what could the problem be? I kind of tease some of my thoughts. But typically when a player doesn't report to something that's mandatory, you look at the variables in place, whether it's the contract, the situation, the opportunity, the direction of the organization, the coaching staff. And so I want to ask myself those questions about Stefan Diggs and his situation. What could the problems be? Well, is it the contract? No, we, we, we can pretty quickly rule that out. Um, Josina Anderson said it's not money related. Um, he just signed a four-year, $96 million extension last offseason. That doesn't even kick in for like another year. He signed through 2027. He's number six in the NFL among wide receivers and average annual salary, number three in guaranteed money, number five in total contract value. I don't think this is a contract issue. Is it the quarterback? Is it Josh Allen? Well, I'm quickly reminded of a quote from Stefan Diggs uh, in October of 2022 on the Voncast where Stefan Diggs said this about Josh Allen. October 2022, Josh Allen really changed my career. If you got a good quarterback, you got something. I'm grateful because I've had some good quarterbacks in the past. Shout out to them. But this is the quarterback that God had for me at the end of the tunnel. Josh Allen really changed my career. This is the quarterback that God had for me. Stefan Diggs said that about Josh Allen, October 2022. Probably not the quarterback, right? Is it the opportunity? Well, Stefan Diggs, since coming to the Buffalo Bills in 2020, second in the NFL in targets. Now, I will say that Stefan Diggs targets, his market share, his presence in the Bills offense did fade last year. It did, especially down the stretch. Let's compare his first 12 games to the last six. So over his first 12 games 
Stefan Diggs was targeted 128 times, had 91 receptions, 1,202 yards, and 10 touchdowns. 12 games, 128 targets, 91 catches, 1,202 yards, and 10 touchdowns. The last six games, so the two playoff games, last four regular season. 40 targets, 28 catches, 376 yards, one touchdown. That is a significant decrease. I'm guessing that has a lot to do with it. And maybe there's reasons for it, right? I mean, Josh Allen had a hurt throwing elbow. The whole passing offense felt out of sync. But is it as simple as, hey, you didn't throw it to me enough? I don't know if if there's a problem, like figure it out, talk about it. Was what what why weren't you targeted more late in the season? Have they not had the discussions? Have they not got on the same page with this and realized that hey, the offense wasn't as good. We didn't throw the ball to Stefan Diggs enough. It, was there no comp communication there? Is that what he's frustrated about? How about coaching? Well, last year you had a new offensive coordinator, Brian Dable, gets hired to be the Giants head coach. He's replaced with Ken Dorsey. And then this year, I mean, Chad Hall, his contract expired. He made the move back down south to Jacksonville. And the Bills have a new wide receivers coach in Adam Henry. Did Stefan Diggs feel like he should have had more of a voice in that? Should have been contacted? We heard Josh Allen talk about communication. That that was an issue. I think you can draw some reasoning as to that potentially being a problem. Not necessarily that it is Adam Henry or it's not Chad Hall, but maybe Stefan Diggs wanted to be communicated with about something like that. What about the situation? Well, the Bills are a winning football team. I know they haven't won the Super Bowl, and that's got everyone quite anxious, but since... Stefan Diggs has been a Buffalo Bill. The Bills went 13 and 3, 11 and 6, 13 and 3, won the AFC East every single season. They've been to the playoffs every single year. They've won a playoff game in each of the last three seasons. The only other team in the NFL that can say that they've won a playoff game over the last three seasons, and each of them is the Chiefs. Been in a highly productive, top scoring offense. You know, they throw the football a ton. I feel like the situation's pretty good. I, surely he's frustrated that they didn't win the Super Bowl, but I mean, that can't just be it. So what's the reality here? I think it's just pieces of everything we discussed. Late season usage, disappointing end of the season. We saw that. He was very frustrated on the sideline, left the facility, kind of had some negative comments on some of the national media appearances he did after the game. He's got a new position coach. We heard about communication. You know, his opportunity decreased late in the season. He was very modest in terms of production against Cincinnati in the elimination game. I'm sure he's frustrated about that. Hey, we lost 27 to 10. And what does Steph Diggs have? Like less than 50 yards, I'm sure of it. I can't even remember how much it was. It was very, very minimal. And we know that Steph Diggs puts a lot into things. We heard Josh Allen and Von Miller talk about him being an all-in type of guy. He's frustrated. I would have handled it differently if I were Stefan Diggs. You know, I would have had communication sooner. It wouldn't be mandatory minicamp before this really all came to a head. 
I would want to be part of the solution. I'd want to have an active role in that. But, I mean, Steph handled it differently than I would have. I'm not saying he's not warranted in his frustrations, but it's it's all very confusing. And it feels like conversations and conversations that lead to conclusions and actionable items and things that can happen out of it needed to happen sooner than now. And maybe they did, but they needed to be more intentional about a resolution. And I know that there's a lot on everyone's plate. You know, if you're an NFL GM or a head coach, you come out of a season, you got to get ready for free agency, the draft, combine, a lot of events on the schedule. You got to somehow take a chance to breathe, but this should have been a very high priority for everyone to get on the same page. And so, look, I don't know that it's any one thing, but I think it's pieces of all of the things that I just kind of went through over the last few minutes that led to this moment. And what I hate about that is it felt like it's very preventable. We've known this, right? We've all been curious about Steph Diggs for months now. Should have been handled sooner. Because this team needs to get past this. And and I know that the players are making light of it, and I understand it, right? It's minicamp. And the coaches are coaches, right? They see things differently. They have a different vantage point on it. I get it. But, man, I wish this was handled a lot sooner. And that's my speculation as to what's going on. The good news is it feels really fixable, right? And, and it feels like once Steph's like, okay, I'm good. I'm ready to go. He's going to be ready to go. What's the resolution here? I think you're going to see Stephon Diggs play for the Bills this year. There's really no path for that to not happen. And the Bills would take a major hit in terms of cap and dead cap and just wouldn't make any sense. But we got to get to that point here. All right. No more Stefan Diggs conversation today. We'll obviously get into it more tomorrow. Let's focus in the rest of our discussion on everything else that happened during day one of Buffalo Bills mandatory minicamp. All right. So there were other things that happened on Tuesday outside of Stefan Diggs just not being there for practice. Uh, let's let's focus in on that as we bring this to a close today. Let's talk about participation. We know Steph Diggs wasn't there. Uh, people that were there, players that were there but did not participate, Jordan Phillips, Von Miller, Zach Davidson. Um, that's pretty That's pretty good, right? I mean, we've seen some other names throughout uh, the offseason being present but not participating, but only having Phillips, Miller, and Davidson as non-participants feels pretty good. I feel like the team's relatively healthy right now. Sean McDermott said this on the middle linebacker competition, and I thought this was very interesting because the hot name was Dorian Williams. I'm not sure he's the hot name anymore. He said, I've been pleased with the competition there from Dot, which is Tyrell Dotson, to Terrell, to Balin, to AJ. They're working hard at it. When they've gotten their opportunities, they've looked good. I think the competition continues. Can't help but notice that Dorian Williams' name wasn't there. I really think this is a Tyrell Dotson versus Terrell Bernard conversation. Tyrell Dotson, the experienced player within the scheme. Terrell Bernard, the second-year player, third-round pick, athletic upside. See how it plays out. I think it's going to come down to it's going to come down to comfort. Obviously, who does Sean McDermott feel like has the best feel for calling the defense, communicating, and executing? 
The upside plays Bernard. The higher floor might be Dotson, but you lose so much in coverage. We'll see. I think the notable piece there is that Dorian Williams was not mentioned. Sean McDermott raved about Trey White. Uh, sounds like he's having a great offseason. And you you hear that from Sean McDermott. You also hear it from beat reporters that are in attendance. Looks like Trey White's getting back to being Trey White, and that is huge. We've talked about that. I mean, him being the player pre-knee injury would be monumental for this defense. So I'm encouraged by the messaging that we're getting regarding Trey White. Regarding the competition opposite of Trey White, Alex Brasky of the Batavia Daily News tweeted this out after practice. He said, the focus today was on the battle for the Bills' number two cornerback position opposite Tredavious White. From my vantage point, Dane Jackson appears to have represented himself well throughout OTAs in today's minicamp. Kyer Elam and Christian Benford close behind. So again, another clear acknowledgement that there is a competition. It's a three-way competition. And we'll see what happens. You know, this feels a little bit like you kind of you kind of think the Bills are just going to go with that veteran player in Dane Jackson, but I would want the upside player in Kyrie Elam, right? But the best player should play. But I hope that they, if Dane Jackson wins this, I hope that's really because he's the best player and it's not just a level of comfort that the coaches cling to because he's been there longer. Like he needs to clearly be the best player. And I've I've watched Kyrie Elam and Dane Jackson and I've not come away with the impression that Kyrie Elam wasn't the better player. So we'll see how this plays out. Obviously, training camp and preseason will have a big role or, you know, big, big implications from those events. Sean McDermott on Taylor Rapp called him a great addition, great person, great energy, very consistent in his approach, called him a smart football player. Those are things when Taylor, when Sean McDermott says those types of things about a player, he really likes them. And so Taylor Rapp's a player we're all curious about. You know, how will he be implemented this year as the third safety? And is he in line to succeed either Micah Hyde or Jordan Poyer next year? Those types of comments indicate that he's on a good path. Uh, going back to Von Miller's comments real quick, he really hyped up Dalton Kincaid. Not that Von wouldn't hype up anybody, but he didn't have to hype up Dalton Kincaid and, and you know really talked about how good he looks. And that's consistent with everything we've been hearing about Dalton Kincaid. And, you know, we get some glimpses on video and he looks really good. Von also hyped himself up um, about his return and where he's at with his health. And we're going to talk to Dr. Kyle Trimble about the health of the team next week. And so we're definitely going to get into Von Miller. That'll be one of our lead conversations. But Von did say that, look, I trust Brandon Bean. I trust Sean McDermott. I trust Nate Presky. I trust Eric Washington. They took care of me last year said I need to get some training camp reps and practice reps in before I play. Um, but, you know, he's very confident in his trajectory. And, you know, he's kind of hyping up week one. And when he was asked point blank, like, look, the goal is week one. The worst case scenario is week six. And then Vaughn kind of leaned into the, well, you know, aim for the moon and you'll land among the stars. But I, I'm not a like a, a science guy, but I'm pretty sure the moon is closer than stars. I. So maybe we need to relook at that quote. We, you know, shoot for the stars and you'll land among the moon. I don't know. We're getting into some weird, weird sidebar here, but um, I, I think 
he's going to hype up week one. I think the Bills are going to take a cautious approach. I'm very anxious to get Kyle Trimble's comments on that uh, very, very soon. And, and, you know, Kyle does a really good job of um, being aware of the Bills' tendencies. He's got great notes on how the Bills have handled previous situations and what parallels he can draw. And he, of course, as a doctor of physical therapy, he understands recovery from injuries. And uh, we're going to get his insight very, very soon on that. So I'm looking forward to it. But feels like there's some really good momentum for Von Miller. And um, that's encouraging. Whether or not I believe it or not, it is encouraging. All right, folks. Unfortunately, we had a whole lot of Stefan Diggs to talk about and not a whole lot else. Uh, tomorrow on the podcast, you know, we will hopefully get some of the loose ends tied up on Stefan Diggs and his status and hopefully more actual football you know, more practice recaps and comments from coaches and players that aren't just about Stefan Diggs and his attendance. So we obviously need to focus on Diggs today. Big storyline uh, for the football team. Uh, but I do hope tomorrow we get clarity on Diggs. We can acknowledge it, move on, and get into some of the, us, the rest of the dealings uh, that are reported on what's happening with the Bills during mandatory minicamp. I do expect tomorrow to be the last day of camp. I know it's scheduled for three days just it's always the case where they cancel the third day. And so I don't know that the Bills situation will be any different. It's a common practice, not just for the Bills, but really across the league where that last day is canceled. So we'll see how that all goes. We'll get those answers tomorrow. So make sure you come on back. Make sure you're subscribed. We'd love it if you took a second to rate, review, and share the podcast. Have a great rest of your day. Go Bills. And I look forward to catching up with you again tomorrow.